Good morning. Good morning. You can do better than that. Good morning. Has the Lord been good to you this week? Praise the Lord. He's that kind of God. He's a good God. And he's good all the time. Praise be to his holy name. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be here this morning. Because when I look back over this past week, I've had some ups and I've had some downs. But I'm glad it's Sunday morning. He allowed us to assemble ourselves into his house once again. Let us all stand. Read from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. O heaven and precious Father God, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to assemble ourselves here once again. We've come this morning, O Lord, seeking your presence. We've come this morning, O Lord, seeking a blessing, O Lord. Speak to our hearts, O Heavenly Father. We invite you into this sanctuary, Lord. Let your spirit permeate the walls of this sanctuary, Lord. Help us, Lord, to leave this place stronger than we came. In your son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now the praise team will provide us with a song of praise.
Our scripture will come from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. And though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profit me nothing. For charity suffered long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunted not itself, is not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, they shall vanish away. May we pray? Father, we come this morning thanking you for all your many blessings. Thanking you, thanking you Father, for allowing us just to be here another day. Thanking you, Father, for allowing us to gather here. Father, you woke us up this morning and you started us on our way. And you gave us a portion of health and strength. 
And then, Father, you allowed us to be able to come out to the house of prayer one more time. Father, we just pray for those who wish they could be here this morning. But for some reason, they cannot be here. But you just allowed our days to roll on for one more golden moment. Father, we pray for the sick and the shut-in. We pray for caregivers everywhere this morning, Father. Those who give up their time to help those who can't help themselves. Father, we just pray that you would give them the resources they need to take care of your children. Father, we pray that this service will be what you would have it to be. Praise Somebody sir. came this morning burdened down. Praise Somebody sir. came this morning and they're looking for an answer. Pray and we pray by the time that they leave this place yes, sir. that they have the answer that they're looking for. Father, these are another blessing we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Can we put those blessed hands together and bless the name of the Lord in this house? God is great and he is great. Oh, come on and bless the name of the Lord in this house. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Amen. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? I mean, anybody really glad to be in the house of the Lord? If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Amen. Thank the Lord that he is on our side. What a mighty God we serve. Listen, there's so many things going on this morning, and we want to remind you of some things that you can take part in because it's important for us to know what's happening in the church and to be connected to the life and the vision of our church. And so we want you to know that the Women's Missionary Society is hosting a brunch and paint party on Saturday, December 2nd from 10 to 2 p.m. in the Family Life Center Gymnasium. Cost is $40 per person. That covers your brunch and your paint supplies. Amen. Brunch and paint supplies. Brunch and paint supplies. That's all. Brunch and paint supplies. Amen. Amen. And so we need you to sign up. We need you to sign up by next Sunday. Next Sunday, November 19th, if you want to take part in that in the Old Fellowship Hall. Or you can go to the K Chapel website to sign up if you want to be a part of the brunch and paint party. Again, on Saturday, December 2nd from 10 until 2 p.m. Speaking of next Sunday, November 19th, I want you to know, listen, um, it, it's flu season. Amen. And COVID is on the rise. Amen. Uh, both are happening and, and we need our people. We want you to be uh, as healthy as can be. And so our health ministry is sponsoring on next Sunday a vaccine drive. Uh, you can get your COVID vaccine and your flu vaccine. All you have to do is go to one of those QR codes. The one on the top, I believe, uh, is for those who are insured. But if you are not insured, guess what? We got you covered. Y'all not talking to me in here. We, we got you covered. Amen. Amen. The state of Mississippi might not have you covered, but Kay Chapel, y'all ain't talking to me in here. <laughs> K Chapel got you covered, amen. And so wherever you are, if you're un uninsured or if you're insured, one of those, the QR code I believe at the bottom is for the uninsured, you, you uh, scan that. All we need is your information. We need your information, get signed in, get registered. And when you come on next Sunday, uh, we're partnering with Northtown Pharmacy, a local pharmacy, minority pharmacy here in the city. Uh, and they will be providing those vaccinations, both your COVID vaccination and your flu vaccination. We need to get them both because both are on the rise. Both are going around, and this is the season for that. We're thankful to our health ministry. Health ministry is doing amazing things. They started their Cade Wellness Program uh, last week, and the numbers are, are amazing. They were line dancing. Deacon, they were line dancing in the gym the other day. That's right. They were line dancing. <laughs> Amen. 
And uh, I think they had about 25, 30 people out there who were getting it. I mean, they were high-stepping, too. And so, listen, if you need to get into shape, and it's a no-judgment zone, whatever your wellness goal is, uh, we have trainers and physical fitness personnel who are willing to work with you uh, to make sure that your temples, the temples of the Holy Ghost, are as fit and as, and as, and as wonderful as they can be. Again, you go to the Cade Wellness uh, link that's on our Cade Chapel uh, website, and you can sign up for any of the four classes that are available. Again, those classes are Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. At, no, th well, it's on the website. Y'all go and look at it. Don't let me start saying when it is. It's all on the website. Sign up for any of those classes for your fitness and wellness goals. Amen? Amen. 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 Speaking of fitness and wellness and well-being, we are happy to have with us members of the Rissa Temple number 130 Shriners and Rissa Court number 80 Daughters who are joining us today. You see them here. Well, I'm going to ask them to stand and let us give them a big, great big K Chapel welcome. God bless you. We thank you for coming and sharing with us on this morning. Amen. They are here. They are here not just to worship with us, but to also help bring attention uh, attention to diabetes and diabetes awareness. And so we thank you for the work that you're doing. They've already passed out or will be passing out literature, I believe. Is that right, Brother, Brother Wilson? Brother Wilson, they're going to be passing out literature on diabetes and diabetes prevention. We know that that is something that impacts our communities uh, in a disproportionate uh, way. And so we want to make sure that our people know what to do in order to stay healthy, particularly as you age. God bless you and God keep you. We thank you for sharing with us. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Dr. Sandra Melvin. Are you here, Dr. Melvin? Dr. Sandra, where are you? Come on up, Dr. Sandra. Dr. Sandra Melvin and I went to Tougaloo together. Amen. We were classmates, and she is uh, the CEO of Mississippi Health Equity Initiative. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm sorry. You come on and tell them who, who you are. Go ahead to, this, go ahead to this, this podium. But I asked them to come. Yes, I asked them to come because they're doing some amazing work, uh, particularly in the African-American community relative uh, to sickle cell, uh, blood donation, and organ donation. Amen. Something that, that we have to increase in our communities. Uh, they're going to give right now about a two-minute uh, talk about that. But then at the conclusion of this service, when service is over and we give the benediction, I've asked them to stay around and then give a 10-minute deep dive on what you're going to hear this two-minute presentation on. And then they'll give you a call to action on how you can help, how we can be involved in organ donation and blood donation. Dr. Melvin, God bless you. Thank you for coming. It's on you. Thank you, but, but today I am the CEO for the Institute for the Advancement of Minority Health, but today I'm here representing the Jackson, Mississippi chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. And so on behalf of the Jackson, Mississippi chapter of the Lynx Incorporated, I want to say greetings to all of you. Thank you, Pastor Buckley, for allowing me to come and speak for a few minutes, and thank you to the congregation for welcoming us. Uh, we know that African Americans are uh, affected disproportionately to sickle cell disease, but what you may not know is blood is an organ. So when we talk about organ donation, we're also talking about donating blood. So today for the links, it is Donor Sabbath. So on this day, we focus on encouraging people in our communities to donate organs, including blood, so that we may be the people that help the ones that most need, and that's us, African-Americans. 
We do have a small presentation that we'll do at the end. I do want to introduce uh, Monica Wilson, who will be doing the presentation. And during that time, we'll show a short video. And we did bring a little bit of information so that if you want to know more about blood donation or organ donation, you can meet with us afterwards. Monica, you want to say something? Well, thank you. Yes, just look forward to that just very brief presentation, just the importance of giving blood for our sickle cell patients. Thank you. Thank you so much. We know that sickle cell is something that really impacts the African-American community. Uh, we also know that organ donation is something that uh, we don't do a lot of. Let me, let me, let me help you. You're not going to need it where you're going. Y'all ain't talking to me. You're not going to need your liver. You're not going to need your lungs. Because my Bible says we get new bodies. See, see how y'all cramping up on me? Yeah, we, we, we're not going to need it. Amen. Amen. And all we have to do, and we can give life to people who otherwise would die. Why, why should we take life with us after we've died? Amen. Amen. I hope you, you'll stick around and hear uh, this presentation. I know it will be, be meaningful and a blessing to us. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Sister Garner. Sister Garner is coming quickly. Sister Garner, where are you, Sister Garner? Uh, we have emphasis on our Thanksgiving boxes. You know, we partner with Walton Elementary School, and I've been asked to specifically say, to specifically ask, we need about 17, I'm going to go ahead and say 20. Let's just round it up to 20. We need 20 cakes, okay? You, I'm not telling you to bake them. <laughs> Amen. If you feel so led, you may do so, but... All they said was, we need 20 cakes. Now, do with that what you will. How you get them is up to you. Amen. But we need at least 20 cakes. Go ahead, Sister Connor. Good morning, K family. The Sunday School's outreach ministry for this year is to provide boxes of food to our adoptive school children and their parents. And we need you to do, help us in this event. We only have a few more days to complete the project. And for it to be a success, like I say, we need you to assist us, to show some love to those young people and those families. And... If you have not already donated, we have menus around some. They're posted in the old fellowship hall as to what we want to provide in these boxes. We need you to take a look and bring something this week. This is the final week of our collection of food for the boxes. But if for some reason you can't bring an item to show love, you can use the envelope behind the pew. Provide us with a financial donation this morning, and someone will go shopping just for you. Thank you. Bless you. Let the church say amen. 
Amen. God bless you. We thank our Sunday school. Sunday school is doing some wonderful things, growing by leaps and bounds. I was up there this morning, and people were everywhere in our Sunday school uh, department, Sunday school classrooms, and so kudos uh, to our Sunday school superintendent, Dr. Green, and to your staff for all that you're doing uh, to grow this very important part of our Christian education arm, our Sunday school. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We're moving further into the service now uh, with the spoken word for our tithes and our offerings. Giving is part of worship. Y'all do know that. So we are going to continue to worship the Lord through our giving. We have to remember that everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we call our own, it actually belongs to the Lord. It belongs to God. So we're just giving back some of what he has entrusted to us. We do it to show our obedience to God. We do it to support the ministries here at Cade and abroad. Those of you that are worshiping by way of, of live streaming, you can give also. You can use the Cade Chapel app. You can give by texting the number that you see on your screen. And then you can mail it to the office here at 1000 West Ridgeway Street, or you can bring it and put it through the mail slot at the office door. Members that are here worshiping with us in the sanctuary, you can give by placing your offerings in the receptacles at the entrance and exits to the sanctuary. Remember, though, that you can't be God-giving. I don't care how you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. So just keep on giving because God will give it back to you.
church, the meaning of baptism. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Witnessing the old creature and witnessing the new creature. By that, we are to help the ones that are taking on God by faith. We are to teach them, we are to help them. We are to pray for them and ask God to order their steps in his word. Now, in obedience to the great head of the church, I, Ty Sanders, baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Take me to the
for them as what Paul had said in the book of Ephesians the fourth chapter and around verse number one that we are to walk worthy in which the vocation in which we are called therefore therefore we are to show these young people how to live we are to be their example we are to pray for them, teach them, and aid them in whatever way that we can. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, here it is once again that you blessed us. 
Lord, you have allowed young folks to come and be baptized. And Lord, they have shown that they have some faith. Now, dear Lord, we pray that you walk with them and that you talk with them. Be with their family members and their church family members and be with them while they're at school and be with them when they're at play. These precious prayers, we do pray. And thy darling son, Jesus, the Christ's name, amen. Let the church, let the church say amen. Jesus said to them, I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was in prison and you came and you visited me. I was without clothes and naked and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick and you came to visit me. They said, Master, when did we see you in these conditions? And Jesus had them to know. That when you have done this, or when you didn't do this, to the least of my servants, you've done it also unto me. Jeremiah says, for I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. All bereaved families need prayer. So let us continue to pray. Pray for those that are traveling because of family members that have passed away. Sister Ella Martin, Sister Glenda Wright, and Brother Rico Suttles. And then hospitals and nursing homes. We still have Brother Glenn Barnes, Brother Al Levy, and Sister Anita Shaw. Also, we have one of our ushers, Brother Willie Lindsay, is in Baptist Hospital. Recovering at home, Sister Deborah Franklin, Sister Dorothy Jones, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Brother Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, and Brother Aaron Thompson, Jr., also Deacon Joe Lowry. Also asking for prayer, Sister Annie Bailey, Brother Ricky Bailey, Brother Lawrence Lewis, Sister Lily Luckett, and Brother Willie Lindsay. Those related to church members that are asking for prayer, Mr. Lewis Burns, Mr. Adrian Jetter, Ms. Lavencia Clark, Ms. Mackenzie Amil Nathan, Mr. Lenoris Barner, Mr. Keith Fogger, Mrs. Dolores Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, Ms. Demetrius Wallace, and then Sister Joanna Geddes is asking for prayer for her grandson, Kylan Ransom, who is currently in the emergency room, and for her son, Cameron Geddes. We see in service this morning, Brother Herman Porter, praise the Lord, and Sister Rosemary Stuckey. Sister Stuckey, where are you? All right, God bless. And we remind you, always pray when you can. Visit where you can. And every day of your life, just thank the good Lord that you can. Let us pray now.
Father God, we call upon you because we know that you are able to do any and all things. You're able to do everything and anything but fail. So now, Father, we continue to ask that you will have mercy. Have mercy on these who are bereaved, these who are sick. Lord, we ask that you will give strength to those that are caregivers. Have mercy on the family members. Give those that are traveling, traveling grace. And Father, we will forever give you all of the praise and the glory. For we know you are deserving of it all. Thank you now for what you've done, for what you're doing. And Lord God, we thank you for what you will do. And it is in the precious and matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray this prayer. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Can somebody say amen for the four who just got baptized? Can somebody say glory to his name. Amen. Amen. For believing, for receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, for who have been dipped in the water. Amen. And have come out new creatures in Jesus Christ. We thank God. Thank God for what we have just experienced. It's just about time for the word. Amen. Before we say, before we hear the word, though, can I? Th can we just thank these? Uh, they're few in numbers, but I promise they sound good. Amen. We thank God for you all. Thank God for you all blessing us on this morning. There is a preacher in the house. Amen. There is a preacher in the house on this morning. I want to introduce him by sharing a few things, sharing with you who he is and some of the things that he's done. His name is a familiar name, Reginald. That's enough right there. <laughs> Reginald Terry. Uh, Dr. Terry is a teacher. He is an evangelist. He is a conference speaker. He's an author. He is an unapologetic witness for the kingdom of God. I only recently met him personally. But we actually have a mutual friend and brother in Christ. It goes back a number of years. I'll bring him to the conversation in just a moment. But Dr. Terry received his doctorate degree from the Samford University Beeson School of Divinity in Birmingham, Alabama. He has served congregations in Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and Nebraska. He's been an adjunct professor at the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union University, also at Arkansas Baptist College in Little Rock and the Memphis Theological Seminary in Memphis, Tennessee. He has also served our national body, the National Baptist Convention USA Incorporated as parliamentarian for five years. He's also served as president of the New Era Baptist State Congress of Nebraska and some of you might want to know, uh, at least two that I'm right here might want to know that he's a lifetime member of KASI. Yeah, I, I, I knew somebody was going to say that. I knew somebody was going to say that. Amen, amen. But I learned about Dr. Terry about, as I said, 15, 15 now years ago through a mutual friend and brother who you will know, those of you who are not new to K Chapel, uh, Reverend Darrell McGee. Uh, when Reverend McGee was in Nebraska, this was Reverend McGee's pastor. 
So I learned of him through Pastor McGee, and, and I wanted a preacher and a lecturer and a conference speaker to come and share with us during our fall session, which is starting on tomorrow in Gulfport, uh, Mississippi. I invited him to come and be that conference speaker, and he obliged, and I'm grateful. Uh, when I told him where Gulfport was and where Jackson was, I said, Pastor, you have to come through Jackson to get to Gulfport. I said, so on your way to Gulfport, why don't you just stop on through? And he said, well, Reverend, I'd be glad to. And so we are glad that he is here. I want you to give him a great big K Chapel, Jackson, Mississippi. Welcome our preacher for this morning, Dr. Reginald Terry. Won't you welcome him this morning? I bless God for him. He is the author of associates in ministry and this is not a book that he pulled out in the office this is a book that I pulled off of my shelf in my own library because I got it several years ago when we were building our own ministerial team and staff and it's been an invaluable text and so I appreciate your work appreciate what you do for the body of Christ amen and after this aggregation of singers and musicians we will hear the word of God from Dr. Reginald Terry Oh, 
bless you. Uh, what a joy it is to be here today, to look at your wonderful smiling faces. Yeah, I mean that. Y'all look good. I mean that thing. Kate, I, I, I really feel like I, I've known you myself for years. Pastor McGee and Debbie and the four children who are now grown are very good friends of mine spoken with fond affection about their growing experience, messed around and moved uh, to Memphis, left Omaha and ran into Darren Harrington, 
Yeah. Would y'all make this mass cry stop talking? Please? Oh, and let me just add my commentary. They sound just like a mass choir, don't they? I mean that thing. What a joy. What a joy. I greet you with Jesus' joy. And uh, uh, your pastor spoke so fluidly in his kind introduction. I thought we must have grown up together. Uh, but I found him to be just a wonderful, kind, generous gentleman. And... Uh, he loves this work, his dad who preceded him. I'm so honored. Hear me. Ain't nobody. But when God opens doors for me, I don't think more highly of myself than I ought. Uh, but I'm grateful that he would give me this privilege to come and be with you. And uh, so we give him glory. Honor and praise. <clears throat> now, I, I need to calm myself down. I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, so, uh, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will hallelujah be lost in thine draw me near Blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. That ought to be your prayer. Draw me near, nearer, blessed Lord, to. Thy precious bleeding side, hallelujah, to thy precious bleeding side, oh thank you Jesus, to thy precious God, we thank you for this moment, and we honor you and you alone in it. We are so grateful that you smiled upon us and brought us into this space, this place, so that we could have an encounter with you. Oh, we've heard the choir, we've listened to good music, we've heard prayers, read scripture, but God, we need to hear from you. We need a word from you. 
we don't hear from you, what will we do? Loving you more each day. Show us your perfect way. There's no other way that we can live. Would you rescue us now from every earthen distraction? Some movement, some motion, some push notification if there is a text that should get our attention may it be only the one that I'm about to read may we leave here better than when we came and we'll be careful to give your great name the glory the honor and the praise in Jesus name if you agree with this prayer say it with me in Jesus name amen God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. May I direct your attention, please, to the historic book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the ministry of the apostles at chapter 14, where I want us to direct our attention for these next uh, few moments. At my clock, looks like we ought to be at about 3.30, so just <laughs> say I'll be in here by myself, huh? <laughs> yeah, you said, let me know how that turned out for you, preacher. <laughs> Look at verse 19 in chapter 14. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul. And dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. Verse 20. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. The word of God for the people of God. Help me say, thanks be unto God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to hang this sermon around the simple thing when the church comes together. You uh, may not know this, and I think this largely slipped by a whole lot of us. Two years ago, the celebrated uh, Harvard University, an institution named for a Puritan pastor by the name of John Harvard. Um, decided to appoint its next director of chaplain services. It's a 20-denomination uh, entity with 40 different ministers servicing the needs of that college community from Lutheran, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Church of God in Christ, Episcopalian, etc., etc. When the decision was made by uh, the board... They appointed a gentleman by the name of Greg Epstein, then a 44-year-old self-proclaimed uh, humanist and a shameless atheist to the extent that he has written a publication titled Good Without God. A New York Times Best seller. 
increasingly there are uh, po populations of persons today who are becoming sadly disenfranchised with church. Some of it's because of some of you. And so you won't feel bad. I'm talking about me too. And much of it, it has to do with the fact that um, uh, church has become so commercial. In some ways so predictable. That as you heard in my prayer, hardly do we get a chance after meeting everybody else and greeting everyone else, do we have an opportunity to have an encounter, a serious, authentic encounter with God. Our faith is so shady and so uh, shoddy. I was reading a Facebook post, and I'm not on social media. Somebody snapshotted a picture to me of someone whose mom lies in comatose, and this was their post on their page, a post as a prayer to God. Y'all know God ain't got no Facebook page, right? <laughs> Lord, let mama wake up. She's got more work to do. Her children are waiting on her. Her grandchildren need her. I'm thinking to myself, and please get up. I'm saying, Mama ain't got no Facebook page, not in no coma. And I use that illustration not to minimize, but it's to show you how we have emotionalized spirituality to such a degree it lacks legitimate theological foundation. And young folks, the millennials, the X and the Zs, are getting tired of the foolishness. They, they, they really, really are. Uh, uh, there's a ever-growing entity in faith, the faith world that they call the nons, N-O-N-E-S. Around 2000, it was about 7% of the American population. Now it's about 30 as we speak. And it's growing because folks are preferring not to affiliate with any particular faith persuasion, and they call themselves the nuns. And I just want to take a stab at this growing reality to say that I'm a proponent and a product of the traditional church. My daddy was a pastor in the state of Arkansas. My brothers, both are ministers. My brother serves our home church where my mama at 87 still plays the piano. My son is a preacher and a graduate of my alma mater at the School of Theology at Virginia Union University. And, and I just believe that if we do what we're supposed to, I think it was Solomon who said, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he gets old, he will not. It don't mean he won't stray, but it does mean he won't stay. Yeah. And I thought, particularly after we've overcome and on the hinge in the aftermath of a huge global world health crisis, here we are trying to get back to church. And the church has been the slowest entity to try to recover uh, in many places around the country. In the middle of the COVID, 60,000 Veterans Stadium 
76,000 at Ohio. Folks gathering at, at uh, uh, Lambeau in Chicago and at Arrowhead in Kansas City in basketball arenas. I mean, wall to wall, treetop tall. They was everywhere. And in many of those venues, they were there without masks. Uh, demonstrating their devotion to their God. Mm. Yeah. And I, I find that so interesting. Let me just throw this commercially in. I, it amazes me that folks will go to the wrong place and do the right thing. I mean, we're just shouting and hollering at the ballgame, but then we come to the right place and do the wrong thing. This text in Acts chapter 14, and I'm done, is a story about Paul who has been commissioned by the Holy Spirit, chapter 13. He and Barnabas are on their way to carry the gospel to the Gentiles. Somebody ought to say, thank God for them. You know why? Because were it not for Paul and Barnabas, you and I wouldn't know Jesus. We, we are not Jews. Yeah, we, we are part of that uh, adopted group but we're still in the family and so uh, uh, there they are leaving uh, Antioch and they come through Iconium and they are making some headway they're converting folks Jews and Greeks and here they come as you heard me read uh, to the next city which is Lystra and they messed around and the Bible says a an aggregation of persons, a posse, came after them and start stirring up a riot. Uh, and before you know it, they hurled some huge potato-sized stones, some big old rocks. I'm in the country. They were chunking it out of y'all. And started throwing them at them to the extent that they were connecting with Paul. Before you know it, he is knocked smooth out laid on the ground and left there for dead. But Luke didn't stop as the historian of the church with just painting that grim picture. At verse 20 he says, and when the disciples gathered around, did you see that? When the disciples, when the church came around him yeah, some kind of way he got up. I want to spend the next few moments, if you will, uh, just strengthening, buttressing, uh, justifying my argument that there's something important, special, pivotal, critical, crucial, necessary, essential. That there's something uh, great that happens when the church comes together. Now, I'm not a touchy-feely person, but you ought to just say it out loud to let me know you agree. Say, so we need to come together. And I'm not talking about Baptists alone. I'm talking about Methodists and Presbyterians and Episcopalians and Lutherans and Church of God and Christ and Church of Christ. Yeah, we need to come together. Yeah, none of us have a monopoly on the Holy Ghost. We need to come together. Yeah, nobody's church is Holy Ghost headquarters. We need to come together. And I want to suggest there are three reasons why. Ask me why. First of all, because life has a way of leaving you on the side of the road nearly half dead. 
If you're, you're not careful, life can gut punch you and leave you left on the side of the road, uh, barely breathing, almost dead. You don't believe it? Uh, uh, just count back 42, 48 months uh, when the COVID struck. If that's not far enough for you, what about uh, the last administration under number 45 in this country? Yeah, forgive me if that's your boy, because I refuse to desecrate this sanctuary by even calling his name. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that, that, that life has a way of catching you off guard. It will sucker punch you. It'll gut punch you. It'll knock you out and leave you down. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a friend, the, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, your 401k is going away, your boss has sent you a pink slip or told you you don't have to show up. We're closing the business. I'm telling you, the church needs to come together because life has a way of leaving you on the side of the road nearly half dead. That's a second reason. And it is this, because uh, sometimes the assailants, those who assault us, sometimes they are so-called proponents of uh, faith. They, they are so-called pseudo-religious people. You, you're looking at me like you're strange. Let me, let, let me help you with that verse. 19 says, and some Jews. See, some of us uh, have been wrongly informed to think that that's a racial designation. It is not. Say it is not. It's a religious designation. It's a faith perspective. These are the same folks who went to the synagogue and went to the temple, who went and talked to the priests, who came into the uh, sanctuary. These are the same folks who prayed on a regular basis, who brought their tithes into the house of God. And it's these religious folk. Let me go 21st century. It's these church folk who are the assailants, who are the ones who assault God's servant in this text. Pa Paul wouldn't bother nobody. In fact, he was trying to help everybody. Trying to be a blessing to get to some good news into their spirit. And wouldn't you know it? It's some religious, pseudo-religious folks that didn't want to hear because they wanted things to stay as they were. Amen. Fraud is the one who has coined that statement that says that the classic illustration or, in, or definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't happening. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah, you keep doing the same thing, guess what? You're going to keep getting the same result. Yeah, it's these church folk, and I promise you, my friends, can I say this to you? Ain't no hurt like church hurt. Okay, I'm at the wrong church. Y'all ain't never been through nothing. But, but, but uh, I could have easily put my name in that spot where his name is because I've been through something. I'm not complaining about it. I'm not whining about it. I'm not mad about it. As a matter of fact, God's been glorified through it. But, but the church needs to come together because sometimes our assailants are those pseudo-religious people who claim to love, know, and worship God. That's a third reason. And that is that something mystical, something 
magical. Something mysterious happens when the church comes together. Yeah. I, I applaud you, Pastor, and, and you, Kate. I'm glad to look at the face of all these brothers. Sisters, y'all ought to holler amen right there. Oh, y'all playing. Uh, <laughs> bruh, look, look at it and say, what's the wrong with you? Y'all be glad that it's a whole lot of men in this house. And in this house, I see men. I see men with their families. I see children. We baptized some, some young adults, some kids today. And the reason that they are being baptized, they've been nurtured, I guess, in the life of this church, is because there's something mystical, something magical, something mysterious that, that takes place when the people of God gather. I, 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 I didn't make that up because the Bible says without a, uh, uh, an address that we know, a headquarters, they didn't have a deacon board. There's no worship leader, no musician, no organist, no drama, no guitarist, without uh, an announcement clerk, without uh, knowing who, and uh, I don't know if they had a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and none of that, no email account, but some kind of way, the church got together, church. They came together in this text, and when they just came and gathered, listen, around a fallen, hurting brother. The Bible says he amazingly got up. It's something that happens when the church gathers because you don't know who's hurting when you come together. I, 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 I commonly defend and define my own call to ministry as one who grew up in the traditional church around this, this premise. Uh, because in that my father was a pastor, uh, I always commonly say that preaching, much like Pastor Buckley, was always around me. And since it was always around me, somehow, some way, mysteriously, mystically, magically, it got on me. And because it was around me and got on me in some mystical, magical, mysterious way, it got in me. And because it was around me and on me and in me uh, in some magical, mystical, and amazing way, whenever it's around you and on you and in you, it's got to come out of you. It's the only reason I'm standing up here looking at you today, uh, because there's something mystical, magical, something mysterious that transpires. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the sound of a preacher's voice. It's not the, the gift of a keyboard player. No, it's, it's not the, the, the harmony and the melody that a soloist who sings your favorite song does. There's somebody else in the room. Oh, you act like you don't know who he is. You can't see him, but I promise you he's in the house. And he's moving up and down right now. Yeah, he's moving to the extent that there's some who's trying to hold it in. But they're having right now what you call warm fuzzies. And they can feel the blood running warm in their veins. I'm here to tell you, my friend, the church needs to come together because something mystical 
something magical, something mysterious takes place whenever the church gathers, when she comes together. And there are three simple things I want to tell you that coming together will afford the church to do. If you're still awake and haven't gone to sleep yet, ask me, say, what is it? It, first of all, allows the church, in spite of that through which she's gone, to prove that she still has presence. And a number of businesses, corporations, shut down during the COVID. Yeah, a number of small fellowships folded. Some lost their jobs, and many of us lost loved ones. But amazingly, I keep hearing this consistently around the country from my colleagues that they didn't have to lay nobody off. Musicians still got paid. Staff still was able to work, though they worked uh, virtually, some of them from home. Uh, and it was because the church has presence. I, I need you to know that I don't care what bullet the enemy puts in his gun. It, it matters not what he does to try to destroy the church. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. The very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm here to tell you, friends, that we've got presence. Just say to somebody, say, we still here. Oh, we still here. Yeah, the church is still here. Yeah, other things have fallen apart, but the church is still here. And I think it's important that we come together so we can send a clarion signal to the devil himself. You shot your best shot, but we still here. Say we still here. A, uh, the other thing that we do when we come together is we get to showcase to the world that we not only are present, but we got power. Yeah, did, did you see it in the text? Yeah, they, they stoned Paul, but the church came together. But now, here they are, and some kind of way, I told you something mystical, magical, something mysterious occurred. I don't know what happened. All I know is something happened. Because here's a half-dead man, almost dead. The folks thought he was dead. And just because the church came and stood yes, over, yes, they came together. The Bible says, he got up. And I promise you, my brothers and sisters, uh, we need to keep coming together because we need to help fallen yes, humanity to get back up. Yes, You've got power. Yes, I said you got power. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not music in your voice. It's not how much money you got. Nope, you look clean as, a, as the board of health, but it ain't got the kind of clothes you got on. Yeah, it has everything to do with the Holy Ghost yes, that lives and operates within us. Yeah, tell somebody you got power. Yeah, you got power. It's not the preacher who has the power, yeah, yeah, and he does, but you got power. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you ought to have some power. You ought to be able to not word a heck out of the preacher. Listen, lay hands on yourself. Yeah, pray for yourself because you got power. Touch your bosom and say, I got power. I'm talking about power that Congress can't legislate, power that the president can't veto, power that you can't bottle and package inside of a gun. I'm saying we got Holy Ghost power. I'm done. I'm closing the book. There's one more thing. We, we, we are present. Say we are present. We got power. Say we got power. And 
therein, we also have the privilege to have uh, the opportunity to encourage some fallen brother to go forward and pursue their purpose. That's the whole purpose for uh, getting up. I didn't make that up. Paul gets up, goes back into the same city that he just got beat up. They drug him to the outskirts of that place. And all of a sudden, he goes back, catches a nap, goes to sleep, and him and Barnabas the next morning get up like nothing had happened and make their way to Derby. And the text says in verse 1, to preach the good news there. Church, we got to come together. And I need to say a word for my virtual audience that's looking at me, wherever the cameras are, because I know you've gotten comfortable at home sitting behind that cubicle. You still got your PJs on, had your bowl of oatmeal, some cereal, and a cup of coffee, perhaps a glass of juice, and you think what you're doing at home is worship. I'm not trying to minimize it if you can't get here, but you ain't doing nothing but watching. It's like going to the movies. You're a watcher. You ain't on the screen. It's like trying to uh, look at a football game and claim, play, claiming that you're playing. Or it's looking at pornography and claiming that you're having sex. Something wrong with that. No, to worship, you got to inconvenience yourself. Leave your house. Come to God's house and join the sacred throng and celebrate who God is in the company of the redeemed. Because when we do that, it's some fallen people who will be able to get back into the fight and get back into the game and get on down the road and legitimately, listen to me, pursue their purpose. Somebody in here listening to me today, you know you've been knocked down. I'm so glad you're here today because God wants you to get back in the game. He wants you to get back in the game. Don't you? I don't care what the enemy has told you. You're worthless. You're no good. It ain't going to work. No, you got to get back in the game because God wants you to pursue your purpose. Would you nudge somebody and say, God wants you to pursue your purpose? Oh, yes, I'm going to my seat. I hear Paul on his way down the road. I hear him saying, I am a living testimony. I should have been dead and gone. But Lord, you let me live on. I am. I, I, I'm testifying right now. A living testimony. I thank the Lord. I'm still alive. I, I, I wish Doug Williams was here with me this morning. I'd put him up to the mic. Doug, Doug uh, Miller. I'd have him tell us, though the storms keep on raging in my life. And sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day, but that hope that lies within is reassured. As I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storm don't cease, and if the wind Keep on blowing in my life. Can I tell you my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm anchored in the Lord. I'm holding on to God's unchanging hand.
God, 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Give me a C sharp if you will. Though the storms keep on raging in my life. Can I do a little bit of that? I know it's time to go. And sometimes it's hard to tell the night. You can sing it with me from day. And that hope that lies within. Y'all look so happy. Is reassured. As I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. If you mean it, say it. That if the storm, thank you, God, don't cease. And if the wind keep on blowing in my life, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Oh, sometimes in my life we're gonna be tossed. By the waves and the currents that seem so fierce. But the word of God, I, I got an anchor. It keeps me steadfast, unmovable, despite the tide. And if the storm, come on, help me, don't cease. And just in case the winds keep on blowing in my life, my soul, my soul been anchored in, in the Lord, in the Lord. My soul been anchored, my soul been anchored, my soul been anchored, my soul been anchored, my, 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 my soul been anchored, my soul been anchored, my soul been anchored, bills may roll, breakers may dash, I cannot stray because he holds me fast, though Dr. Day, Clouds in the sky, I know it's all right. Jesus is nigh, I said my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, my, 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 my,
Has your soul been anchored? Has your soul been anchored? Is your soul anchored? My, 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 my. Give God a great big hand of praise. Come on and give him a great big hand of praise. If your soul is anchored in him, you ought to testify right now. I'm I'm anchored. I'm anchored. I'm I'm anchored. I'm anchored. Oh bless his name. Oh bless his name. Oh bless his name. My 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 God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, bless his name. My God, my God. Mm. My God. There is power when the church comes together. Oh, bless his name. Holy Ghost power when the church comes together and I'm glad that we can feel the power of the Holy Ghost even now oh bless you bless you God bless you God let's just take a moment let's just take a moment let's just take a moment and let the spirit have his way Bless your name, God. Thank you for meeting us. My God, my God. My God, my God. Now listen. Being anchored in the Lord is something that we can celebrate. But there may be someone who has yet to experience that anchoring presence. There is power in the church coming together, but there may be someone who, who's outside of that family, outside of that fellowship, outside of that experience of brothers and sisters coming together. I want to invite you to do something in this, in this moment. In response to what you just heard. In response to this word, there's something now that you must do. This pouring out was meant so that you might come in. You might come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That you might come into a fellowship of this, this church family, wherever you are. And so in this moment, I want to invite you to do a few things. Number one, if you can, stand to your feet. If you can, stand to your feet. And you say, why do I have you to stand to your feet? Because if you're standing, there's, it's easier to start walking. If you're standing, it's already easier to start walking. And wherever you are, whoever you are, I want to invite you to come right now. 
come right now. Come on and celebrate those who are coming. If you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you come right now, wherever you are. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you come right now. If you don't have a church home, if you, you've come here and it's not by mistake, you thought it was just by coincidence, you were, you, you, you were trying to choose which church to come to, and the Holy Ghost led you here to hear this message about coming together. I believe the Lord is saying he wants you to come to this place. He wants you to come together and be a part of something that's happening and something that will feed your soul, will change your life, something mystical and mysterious. And I want to say this, something miraculous happens when the church comes together. Be a part of this miracle right now, wherever you are. You're already standing. Go on and start walking. You're already standing. Come on and start walking now. Come on and start walking now. We're going to celebrate it with you because we need you. You need, need us. You. you need me. You need We're all apart. We're all apart. We're all apart. <laughs> God's body. Stand with me. Stand with Agree me. with me. Agree with me. We're all. We're all. We're all. Hallelujah. It is his will. Every, every you are important. You are important. I need you. I need to survive. You, to survive. <laughs> you are important. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You hear the Lord knocking on the door of your heart now. Don't, don't resist Him any longer. Come right now. Hallelujah. Can we go to that part to make with the promise? I pray for you. I pray. You pray for, for me. You pray for me. I love you. I love I need you. I need you to. Here's the promise. I won't harm you. I won't harm you. Words from my mouth. With words from my mouth. Because I love you. I love you. And I need you. I need you. Make your neighbor that promise. I pray for you. I pray. But you pray for me. Because I love you, and I need you. And I'm not going to say anything about you <laughs> with words from my mouth. Oh, because I love you, and I need you. I pray for you. You pray for me. Said I love you, and I need you. And I won't harm you. Words from my mouth, cause I love you and I need you. I pray for you. You pray for me. Oh, I love you and I need you. And I won't harm you. Words from my mouth. Oh, I love you and I need you. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. Oh, I love you. I It is his will. It is his will that every need be supplied. 
Hallelujah. You are important. Hallelujah. God bless you. Won't you be seated? God bless you. Won't you be seated for just a moment? Be seated for just a moment. You know, on last Sunday, we talked about, we talked about saying it with your chest. That sometimes there's a testimony, there's a story, there's something that the Lord has said to you or given to you or done for you, and you just need to boldly declare it. Sister Sanders, go ahead and say it with your chest. Hmm. Yeah, that's a miracle right there. That's a miracle right there. Tell them your story. Tell them your story. Tell them your story. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of people asking me, mm-hmm. why did I decide to lose so much weight? Yeah. Yeah. And I tried, you know, I tried to explain to him in 2000, I went into a diabetic coma. And I heard my husband calling my name. He kept on saying, Ebon, Ebon, wake up, wake up. And I'm saying to myself, I can't wake up. I mm. can't wake up. So I decided right then and started talking to the Lord. Mm. So I told the Lord, I said, God, please help me. I said, I'm not ready to go now because I need to stay here and take care of my husband because yeah. he's sick. And then I also said something kind of stupid because they laughed at me about because I told them, I said, I also need to stay here and take care of my two dogs because they're about to go take <laughs> care of them like I do. <laughs> so I told them, I said, Lord, please help me. Please, I got two reasons I need to stay here. I'm not ready to go. Then I told him, I said, Lord, if you bless me to stay here, I would take my diabetes serious. Mm. Mm. I would do everything I need mm. to do to stay here. Mm. And I said, Lord, <clears throat> if you bless me, <clears throat> I promise you I will help anybody. My, my. That's going talk, to talk, talk. Yeah. And I said, I wouldn't charge them nothing because you're not charging me <laughs> if you give me another chance. My, 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 my. Y'all, y'all listen, y'all listen. <laughs> so I told him, I said, Lord, help me. So I opened my eyes up, but I couldn't talk. So my husband said, I'm going to call the paramedics. But before the paramedics got there, I was talking. I was talking to him. And the next day, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I started getting up every day at 3 o'clock in the morning, five days a week. My husband had a weight room. He done built the entire house. I started working now. I started eating the right food because I had my, my. a habit. I had a habit when I'm at home with him, I would eat right. But as soon as I leave the house, I might stop. First place I'm going to stop at is KFC. And get that great big old simmer. Say it with your chest. (laughs) And we park on the side of the street and eat it and then go home. Yeah. Yeah. And then go home because, see, he's a vegetarian. He was eating right, but he was always watching me. But every chance I got away from that house, 
I was gonna make me a stop somewhere and get something I know I love to eat that I shouldn't have been eating. But so now. God blessed me. But now, yeah. God blessed me yeah. to start the wellness plans with my sisters here at this church. And we've been doing good for the last three days. We did good. But I'm telling you, look at me. I lost the weight. And I see when I go out to eat with them. And they say, you want anything else? You want in this fish? I said, no. If it ain't grilled, I don't want it. I made a promise to the Lord, and I'm going to do right. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Now listen, I, I didn't know she was going to share that this morning, but, but, but he, here's what you need to know. Uh, she's, she's one of the individuals who's instrumental in the Cade Wellness Program that we've been talking about. And I think it's important for you to know why she's doing what she's doing. It ain't just because she interested in this. It's because of her story. And for those of you who, who are taking part or are thinking about taking part in it, you need to know some of those who, where they've been, what they've gone through, and why it's so important to them and why they're willing to share it with you. Amen? Come on, let's celebrate her right now. Let's celebrate Sister Shirley. Listen. If it's, if it's, if it's not, I, I'm not going to ask those of you who suffer with diabetes to stand because there will be a whole lot of us standing. There will be a whole lot of us standing. But I pray that this testimony, I pray that this testimony is something that is received, something that you hear, and something that you realize that if you're on that other end and you need to come back and start doing better, that watch this. You're looking at what better looks like right here. You're looking at what better looks like. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Sister Sanders. We bless God for that. We bless God for that. Bless God for you. Listen, thank you again uh, to members of the, the, the Shriners and the Daughters. Thank you for coming. And coming on this Sunday when you would hear this testimony, because that's what you all are here for with diabetes prevention. And so we thank you all. See how the Holy Spirit just dove, dovetails that nicely? God bless you. Again, at the conclusion of this service, we invite you to stay for about 10 minutes to hear about organ and blood donation uh, from the links who are here. They're going to drill down and give you a call to action with what you can do, how you can be involved, because we need blood and organ donation in our communities. Amen? God bless you and God keep you. Won't you stand now for the benediction? Yeah, go ahead. To the, K, to the K Chapel family, just two small words to express so much gratitude. Thank you, K, for all the expressions of love at the transition of my sister, my sister Ernestine Coleman. Thank you, K Chapel. And this is from Sister Teresa Green. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. We invite you, those of you who will remain, if you will take a seat. Those of you who are leaving, if you will leave. But those of you who are remaining, won't you take a seat? Dr. Melvin, won't you come now? Dr. Melvin, won't you come now? Your slides are ready. 
Amen. We invite you to stay for just 10 minutes, just 10 minutes, organ and blood donation. Dr. Melvin is here. She's going to give you the information that you need. God bless you. Give us just a few minutes. Give us just